So uh, hello everyone, this is Rick Mercer with the town of Garner and we are um, remotely carrying on with the Garner's Station podcast. Today I'm very happy to have with us Amy White, um, very well known in the community. Uh, she is the Executive Director of Community of Hope Ministries, uh, also serves on the State Board of Education. Uh, that is an Pointed position. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but first, welcome, Amy. Are you you're you're there? I hope I am. Hey, Rick. It's so good to see you. Yeah, yeah. It is great, great to um, be able to to be with you th this way virtually. Um, hope you're doing well, staying safe, Hi. staying well. Rick, it's terrible. I'm a social person, and this whole social distance thing is killing me. I love interaction with people, and so. Glad we can do this today remotely, but I am ready for things to get back to normal. Yeah, yeah, as as we all are, um, we appreciate you being here. And more, you know, we really uh, admire and appreciate all you do in the community. Um, uh, so many people are, are familiar with Community of Hope, but but there are, I'm sure, people out there watching this or listening who who don't know much about the, the organization. Could you just kind of give us a quick introduction to start out about what Community of Hope does, your, you know, your range of ministries, and then we'll talk a bit about maybe the food pantry piece for today. Yeah, right. So um, Community of Hope's 15 years old, and um, we're a Christian nonprofit that's operating here in the Garner area. We started out as an after-school program um, again, 15 years ago, serving all of the Garner Elementary Schools for children who were below grade level in reading and math and also who were socioeconomically disadvantaged. Just wanted to provide an opportunity for them to be successful in the classroom. And from that, um, learned that children in need just represent families in need. And so um, now we have um, from one ministry, we've grown into nine. It's a, it's a food pantry, a um, after school program a summer camp, a track out camp, Jobs for Life, which is a jobs program for um, underemployed and unemployed individuals, a literacy program, carpentry, garden. Um, we're busy, but it's all aimed at eliminating the barriers to success for children and families um, in at home, at work, in the community, at school, um, just trying to provide them with an opportunity to be the best citizen that they can be. Yes. And, um, I, you know, you, it, your ministries have continued to grow throughout the years. And that's, um, you know, a testament to your work and the work of so many other people and all the contributions from it, both individuals and businesses in, in the Garner community. Is, isn't that correct? It, I mean, Community of Hope exists because of the word community. Um, yeah. We could not do if we didn't have the strength of partnership, not only with our own town, the town of Garner has been an amazing um, just uh, a partner in everything that we've done, but the businesses that have come alongside us, the civic clubs um, that are partnered with us, and then individuals who, who give their time and their effort, and, and most importantly, their financial donations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the food pantry ministry. Um, I guess probably by the time this airs or is put up on YouTube and Facebook, uh, you, you will have had an event called uh, Fill Up the Bus type event. Uh, you're collaborating with the YMCA, the Pool Family YMCA right here in Garner. Can you tell us about uh, that event? I, I can, but I mean, 
to give a shout out to the Poole Family Y. They're amazing. Um, they were looking for a way to, um, to, to work the common good. And so they had their own staff that were willing to give their time. And um, they said, hey, they reached out and said, what, what could we do to make a difference? And so we said, we'll tell you the biggest challenge that we've faced with the food pantry since COVID-19 began is our supply to the food that we need in order to pack the bags for those who are food insecure. And they said, well, we can target the Garner neighborhoods and um, see if they would be willing to give just a little bit, a couple of items from their pantry. We're not asking them to give a whole bag load full of groceries, but they can spare a few items. Um, let's see what we get. So a couple of weeks ago, we did Eagle Ridge. That was phenomenal. And so um, this Thursday, the 30th, again, will probably be passed by the time this airs, but um, this Thursday, the 30th, Heather Hills, Heather Woods, Summers Walk, Autumn Oaks, Lakemore are all joining together. And the Y is going to take their bus and their volunteers into the communities to pick up the bags off of porches and driveways. So we're hoping that that will help um, keep our supplies um, stocked so that as the demand continues to increase, that we're not having to shorten um, what we place in the bag for food. Yeah. 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 Can you um, can you can you speak to the uh, has there been an increase in demand? Of, have you been seeing more clients? Have you been distributing more bags of food? That that type of thing. You know, with the exception of last week, because we had inclement weather on Thursday, our our demand has doubled. Um, wow. We think that that is um, is significant. Um, because it's a significant demand on our supply, but it's also representative of the need in the community. And it also is representative of Garner Area Ministries, which is another one of our amazing partners that um, works with um, food insecure individuals in the Garner community is not able to be open right now. So they are not functioning. And because of that, um, individuals who might be served through that ministry are, are relying upon us um, to meet their needs. And so it's been a privilege and a blessing to do so. But yes, it's been a, a gigantic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you, you had the, the, the fill up the bus event with the Y. Are there any, are there any other events like that or any other um, donation type events that you're planning? Uh, and, and and or are there other ways that folks can um, can donate and help with the food pantry? Yep. So so um, this um, we've been working incrementally with the Y. So I can't say that um, they wouldn't be willing to go to additional neighborhoods in the garden. So if you are a um, perhaps the um, person who is in charge of your neighborhood homeowners association and would be willing to invite the Y in to do a food drive, we would be more than willing send them out. Um, we know that the Garner Lions Club is doing an event um, on the first Saturday in May from 10 to 4, and they're having folks drop off by their building, so we're incredibly thankful for, um, for them and their support. The Garner Civitan Club actually brought us a check so that we could buy food from the retailers that we have partnerships with. And then I, I really need to give a shout out, Rick, to some area businesses who were hit terribly hard by um, the pandemic in that it um, restaurants that had their service interrupted in their dining room. And that means that the food that they had ordered on their trucks were not, not usable um, in, the, in their retail outlets. And so 
first of all, Fred and Doris Hubner at McDonald's and the McDonald's locations that they yeah. own had product coming in that was fresh, that was really going to go in the dumpster if they didn't find a place to give it and they gave it to us. And they gave us three pallets. If you can imagine that, three pallets of quarter pounder meat. And for us to hand out that protein, can yeah. I give enough um, praise for their generosity? Um, there were many, many other items that they sent to us, for yogurt um, that was going to go to waste. So yogurt, hamburger meat, and some incidentals along the way. Avisboro Restaurant and Bar, locally owned um, yeah. restaurant, um, has used her um, retail connections to purchase food that we didn't have access to through the grocery stores because they were so overwhelmed with demand themselves that they couldn't fill a yeah. large order. Um, she's yeah. been amazing. Um, Martin Brower, which is on Greenfield Parkway, it's the largest distribution facility for um, McDonald's and other fast food chains. They don't make the food, they distribute the food. Right. Martin Brower also has been just amazing in funneling things that were supposed to go to restaurants who have seen a decrease in their um, output because dining rooms are closed. And they've been able to um, shoot that product to us for us to give out to those in need. Longhorn yeah. Restaurant um, at White Oak. I mean, just tremendous. Um, offered us uh, lots of fresh product. And then I might add Dina McDonald at Alosi. Um, yep. Didn't have food to give, but she and her kids have both worked tirelessly in our food pantry. Every time that we've opened, she just needs to have something to do to stay busy. So there have been many, many others, but really wanted to highlight those folks and what they've done to help us fill, fill in the gaps during this crisis. Well, that's great. Um, and, and let me ask, uh, because I'm, I'm curious about this, just how, how, have you, how have you been able to manage the social distancing uh, at, you know, at the pantry when, when you're taking in food contributions, donations, um, and also when you're distributing it to clients? How have you, um, how have you managed those logistics? Great question. I'm going to say I haven't liked it not one bit because um, we, um, you know, we love being close to one another. But we have tried to the best of our ability to remain compliant. All of our volunteers that are working with food wear gloves. Um, if they're going to be in close proximity to one another, they wear masks. We unfortunately have had to limit the number of volunteers in the closed Space where we actually sort and pack the food in order to maintain those distance guidelines. Yeah. Amazingly enough, the weather outside has been just wonderful the past six weeks. And so we've moved all of our distribution efforts out into the sunshine. We've pulled our fresh produce and our bread products to the curb where clients stay in their cars to remain in line. We let them point and select the items that they choose. We bag them, and then we have a, a separation area, so to speak, so that we place those bags down in a safe area and step away, and then the client steps out of their car to yeah. pick those up. Um, and then for, for heavy boxes, um, if the client can't lift, we will place it in the trunk of the car. Um, yeah. We, in every circumstance, have tried to um, maintain the safety, the security, and really the integrity of what's been asked of all individuals to um, keep spread to a minimum. Yeah, yeah, that that's great. It sounds like you've adopted all the pretty much all the best practices. Um, 
not that I'm the expert in that. <laughs> so uh, about the, um, there are so many other ministries in Community of Hope. Are there, are, are, are you still doing some of the others? I mean, I know, I guess the after-school program has been discontinued or suspended. Um, are, are there other ministries that you're still able to do? And uh, if so, have you noticed an uptick in need with those? So pretty, we're, we're pretty much at a standstill for seven of the nine ministries. Um, because they're so people-centered. Yeah. Um, the, the one that is um, um, in operation, in addition to the food pantry, is the garden. And I want to thank the members of several um, uh, several members at Highland Baptist Church who joined in to do some work um, in the Community of Hope, Garden of Hope, to prepare the beds for planting here in another week. So they've, they've, they've feeded, they've sprayed, um, they've done all the prep work necessary for us to put the fresh vegetables in the ground. We, again, willing hands, folks that were willing to um, work in an outdoor setting in a, with yeah. safety apart to get the work done. Mm -hmm. um, Kid-centered programs and the fact that they're closed is killing us. Um, we're trying desperately to find a creative way, um, perhaps when we get in phase two, um, to be able to say goodbye to the after-school students, particularly the fifth graders. That yeah. Fifth graders that have been with us, you know, since uh, first grade, that um, we want we want to say goodbye to because they've been a huge part of all the work that we do here. Um, we did have a Jobs for Life financial literacy class um, planned for um, April, and that's been put on pause um, because really to do it remotely just would not have the the impact um, that yeah. it would working um, hands-on with somebody that's given that financial advice. So we're ready, willing, chomping at the bit. Let's get going. We are, we are ready to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I say one last comment on that is um, because of the, um, the amazing work of the, of the government, both the federal and the state government to provide um, financial support um, to folks all across our state. Mm -hmm. um, right now that um, utility um, companies are not um, charging for utility bills and, and um, apartments are not um, putting the pressure on um, their uh, to, to pay their rent, but we know that's coming. So we expect a huge demand once people are back to work and those restrictions are, or those, those gifts are lifted and folks are going to be required to pay their water, their light, their, their rent. Um, we know? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's turn to the um, your your role as a, a member of the state board of education. So, for starters, can you tell us, um, like, how how did you how did you get on that? When and how does it you know tell tell us and tell it what does the state board of education do versus all of our local boards of education? <laughs> That's a whole lot. No, li literally, really, um, probably the um, biggest honor and surprise of my life. Um, I had served at on a state-level commission um, with the North Carolina Volunteer Commission and had actually um, chaired the Governor's Volunteer Commission um, mm -hmm. statewide bank they had and had run that event for several years. But um, they... Um, Folks knew that I have a passion for advocacy for children and families of the state of North Carolina, a passion for working with students to make sure they have the very best education possible. And they also knew that um, I had served 
the Wake County School Board for four years. And so just through a series of different connections, I was sitting in this very office one day and got a call um, from someone in the governor's office that said, we have an open seat and would you even consider it? And so long story short, that was four years ago. It was a seven year term. And so I'm at the end of year four and I have three more to go. And the State Board of Education basically sets policy um, for um, all of K-12 public education. And so um, what we don't do is um, we develop the standards um, mm -hmm. that are supposed to be met by students across our state, but we don't um, control curriculum. So individual, um, individual LEAs, those are... Um, um, education agencies, you would call them counties, um, mm -hmm. but small districts across our state choose the curriculum. Um, they choose how to teach what is required to be taught, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. so a lot of high level decision making and it really has been, I have enjoyed it um, immensely. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that's, I guess that's a great thing for Garner that we're represented on the, uh, State Board of Education. Um, not not that I guess you can necessarily champion for us specifically, but it's good to have that kind of representation. Um, maybe you could speak to uh, broadly, maybe broad brush strokes about what sort of what the what next year, what next school year might look like for for students in North Carolina, given um, you know, given the obvious you know COVID nineteen situation and whatever it looks like a few months from now. What kind of what what's next? And that I mean that is a that's a loaded it's a great question, but it's a loaded question. We yeah. really don't know. Um, you know, with uh, the phased approach towards reentry um and the closure of schools for the remainder of the year, what we're looking at for next year is asking the General Assembly for um, a couple of additional days at the beginning of the school year, mm -hmm. um, something called Jump Start that would allow um, students that were already yeah. behind to have some additional days um, of school before the new school year begins, some additional days of planning for teachers um, yeah. and employees to, to get our facilities um, sanitized um, and ready to have students back on campus. We'll be looking to hear um, and, and have direction provided from the Department of Health and Human Services and, of course, the governor on what and how what our facilities will look like and, and um, yeah. how we'll operate in the future. So we really are in a wait and see. Um, I can tell you that we're encouraged that additional funding requests to the Office of State and Budget Management um, are being made for um, for children across our state who haven't had equitable access to digital learning. Um, there's a new initiative um, and partner possible, possible partnership with um, an IT provider that would put um, IT capability on school buses and get the school buses deployed into the communities. Um, <laughs> they have Wi-Fi access. I mean, is that not just an amazing home run or what? Wow, yeah. So anyway, we're, we're super excited about that and we're waiting to see uh, what will unfold. But I mean, rest assured, the decisions that have been made um, at the state level have not been made um, in a vacuum. We've had to listen to many, many, many advisors and make the best decision possible 
in one of the very worst situations. Yeah, yeah, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was such a hard thing to plan for. I mean, you know, you can say you, you want, ideally, you want your state and local and federal governments to be able to, to have a plan for everything, but this was just something that was so hard. And, you know, with education, just, you know, the equity issues, the access to the technology needed to, to, to really learn remotely and, you know, all that, it's been so, it's been so difficult for everybody. Also, uh, one of the challenges that we faced was with um, students being um, deployed so suddenly um, back into their communities, you know, feeding the students for home and just, you know, statewide effort to provide and um, identify schools that could be open feeding sites um, mm -hmm. to do distribution. But one of the things that happened here in Garner um, was that the Rotary Club who packs bags for backpack buddies suddenly didn't have an outlet to get those bags into the hands of children who would normally get those. And so um, thanks to their creativity, they brought their bags to us and there were over a hundred that they, hundred and eight that they already have packed. And they were gone within two weeks. Um, and so that was just something that they did that allowed us to get food into the hands of parents that had four and five children at home. Um, that normally would get a free breakfast or a free lunch at school. So shout out to the Rotary Club. Yeah. Um, I know there's so much we could talk about and, and maybe we'll, uh, in a few months time when, when we've, maybe the new school year has begun and, and some of your, your ministries have resumed, we can talk some more. Um, any closing thoughts or anything you want to uh, upcoming opportunities to give back that you would want to promote or anything like that? Well, there, well, there's always a way to give back. First, let me let me touch on the uh, the the neighbor the neighborhood food drives. If for some reason you weren't able to participate in that, um, and the Y bus came through your neighborhood and you forgot, or you just have time to go to the grocery store, there's a number of different ways that you can get food to Community Folk Ministries. If you didn't know, we're based on the campus of First Baptist Church, even though we're a separate 501c3 nonprofit. Um, there are two little dog houses in the big parking lots um, mm -hmm. of the church, and they have drop shoots. And if you have a bag of non-perishable, do not be putting fresh vegetables in that box, <laughs> um, but self-stable items. You can pull the chute and drop it right in. That's one way to get it to us. You can go to our website, www.communityofhopeministries.org, or you can short that and go www.cohmin.org. Um, there's a donate button on there that goes through a secure PayPal account. Um, heck, you can write us a check, send it through the mail. Snail mail works just as good, I promise. PO yeah. Box 1004, Garner, North Carolina. So. Lots of different ways to support us, but really what we would want to tell this entire community is that um, we are so blessed and so thankful to be able to work with a community that believes that we are all in this together and that um, the strength of the whole is much better than the work of one or two individuals. And so that's what I would I would leave you with. That community of Hope is community and it is the way that we will work with you to continue to bring hope for those who are hurting and those who um, just need a little bit of encouragement during this crisis. And I thank you, Rick, for the opportunity to chat with you. I've missed seeing you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I will try to get over there a little more often, maybe. Um, 
uh, I, I know uh, you mentioned something about the, the garden, the planting maybe next week. Maybe I can find some time to get out there. We'll talk some more. Encourage other folks to, to get out there as well. Um, thanks for everything you do. We appreciate it. The, just the way that you, you know, you create so many opportunities, I think, for, for folks and businesses and civic clubs to give back and, and to create, what, you know, the, the community. It's the community and community of hope that, you know, that's essential. And, um, yeah, thank you. And we'll be in touch. And thanks for joining us. Stay safe. Stay well. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.